Mic check, check, check. Just kidding. This is Jessica, and this is my inaugural episode of my first and really only podcast entitled Casually Concerned, which is really just um, a guise for me being a nosy and curious person. I do that by trade every day. I'm a licensed clinician. Um, I'm a therapist and I in mental health. And I enjoy having life talks and tangents upon tangents upon tangents with whoever. And over time, especially the last several years, I've realized that there are more things that connect us just by virtue of being a human and things that we do that are just human nature. But these are also things that we don't talk about or we don't collaborate about or we're concerned about how others will view us. And I wanted to use this platform as a way to collaboratively with whoever wants to participate, a way for us to share in being more authentic. Please bear with me on my ums and my likes and all of the tangents. I promise it will be funny and it will be informative. And I plan on having a guest each episode. Topics will span a lot of different issues such as adulting, social norms, kindness, spirituality versus religion. Really things that I feel like as humans we need to learn to take seriously in the way that I think that we should really listen to other people's opinions and try to educate ourselves but also with a funny spin on it because I think that I am just a outspoken, candid, funny, and enthusiastic human and that's kind of just the way I approach everything. One of my bosses told me at one point in time that I have a very interesting but positive quality in that I can make people feel immediately comfortable by inserting my, I don't want to say uncomfortable nature, but I'm big on just ripping off the band-aid and getting into the nitty gritty. And in an effort to be a more authentic self, I've been working on this podcast as a collaborative effort with a bunch of different people free association format. By day, as I mentioned, I'm a licensed clinician and by night, I'm kind of just a self-proclaimed weirdo. I love cats. I love shopping. I love my friends. I love my family. I love people watching. I love social media, but I'm also aware that social media is a blessing and a curse. Accessible and available platform that exists to be able to share things as directly as we do. And I've connected with a lot of people via social media, people that I've never even met in person. And I'm just constantly astounded by the way human connection just gets stronger and grows, but maybe even loses its strength over time based upon human experience. Throughout my life, well, life and career, I've learned a lot through personal experiences, observations of others, through my work with my clients, and life's crazy, but it's also really funny, and there are more things that connect us than not, but all too often we don't share these things that are just human nature, because, you know, we don't want people to judge us or make assumptions, but at the end of the day, we have to recognize the importance of who we are and our core self. And in this podcast, I really want to challenge our core selves in an effort to just feel more connected and to be better humans. So anyway, here we go. Episode one of Casually Concerned. Okay, for whoever is out there, this is episode one of Casually Concerned. I have a co-host, Caitlin, with me. Hello. And we're going to be talking about 
the notion of social norms and how guilt and shame, our feelings of guilt and shame impact whether or not we follow social norms. Um, So to introduce Caitlin, Caitlin is a colleague of mine. She is also a licensed professional counselor. We run a business together. Um, We're very codependent in all ways. (laughs) (laughs) We couldn't do life without each other. Exactly. So Caitlin and I have very similar, I guess, we have similar thoughts, a similar moral code, but we come with different life experiences clinically and personally. So that's kind of why I wanted to have Caitlin involved in my first episode. So to get started, I guess the reason that we wanted to talk about this is in learning more about the human condition through work with clients, you know, personal observation, experience, et cetera, it becomes more and more obvious how often all humans violate social norms on a day-to-day basis, which is human nature. But typically people don't talk about it with others and they miss the opportunity to bond with others because they don't express express the social norms that they may not have followed because they assume they're going to feel judged or have feelings of guilt and shame. And I think they also, like when there's people have so many different backgrounds and experiences where, you know, there are these like very narrow social norms. And I think the majority of people like are unable to comply. Like, yeah. Comply. And a lot of pressure and a lot of pressure happens. Right. And they're automatically feeling isolated, guilty exactly. and shamed. Yes, exactly. Um, so one of the questions we had was, um, yeah, like, why do we acquiesce to, um, to these social norms? And, you know, I think, obviously, we're trying to feel, or we're trying to avoid feeling shameful or guilty. Yeah, because I think that shame and guilt are feelings that are really, really hard to tolerate because typically we can't take action on them. They may be things that are out of our control, things that are like exacerbated by anxiety or personal life experience. So we thought it would be helpful to kind of break down the differences between guilt and shame, because I think far too often we classify one as one, one as the other. Right. You know, as we go over them, like obviously shame is, I think, obviously more significant. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we all just could feel guilty, Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So guilt. Um, One of the first things that I learned about guilt to kind of tell the difference between guilt and shame is that guilt implies a kind of wrongdoing. So it's an emotion that we feel. It's more of an internal state, a discomfort that we just have to sit with. It's an emotion that we experience because we're convinced that we've done something wrong. And we've done something wrong either based upon previous examples, what's been told to us, what's a learned behavior, a social norm that exists. And this feeling typically follows directly from the thought that we're responsible for someone else's misfortune. So it's really the guilt is how we feel when we feel we've hurt someone else or we've done something wrong to someone else. However, kind of like Caitlin mentioned a couple seconds ago about how if we could all just feel guilty instead of shameful, it would be a lot healthier. And that's really because guilt is actually a sign, a positive sign that a person has the ability to be empathetic because they're able to look at their perspectives of others kind of look outside of themselves and they can actually feel remorse. But guilt can also be used as a tool to be manipulative. Yes. That's where guilt tripping comes from. Mm-hmm. Who do you guilt trip? Um, my husband, my child, you. <laughs> and that's, that's what's so funny is we do it all of the time. I'm just kidding. I don't do it to you. Or my son. <laughs> 
But I also think it that's also part of human nature to to low key, whether or not we intend to, we all low key manipulate a situation right. or a person. But is it manipulation or is it just a tactic to get that person to make you feel to understand how you feel or to get your needs met to get your needs met but maybe it's you really do need your needs met and the other person just doesn't know doesn't isn't getting it right so you want to mold them to do exactly what you want to do exactly so everybody my favorite quote in my entire life that i have created is i'll say to people your life my rules it's the best it's the best your body, my choice. Just kidding, <laughs> oh, everybody. <gosh. laughs> Just kidding. I only say that to my cats. <laughs> so now that we have had the tangent du jour, there's going to be so many of them, by the way. I guess we'll kind of transition from guilt to kind of describing shame. Kate's going to tell us about shame, which is they're kind of they're related. Mm-hmm. A lot of research that's written and work that's done about guilt and shame, it says that they're cousins because mm-hmm. they're rooted in the same type of experience. So with shame, you know, shame is a similar, you know, obviously a similar feeling to guilt, but it directs our focus inward and we view our entire self um, in an, I'm sorry, in a negative light as opposed to the one concrete action. So basically, another way to say it is when someone's engaging in a behavior, the behavior is bad rather than the person's bad. And I think as a parent, you know, this is something that's like really, really important because you want to make sure, you know, kids... 90% 90% of the time are doing something wrong mm-hmm. and something bad. And so, you know, if we're be telling our kids every 10 seconds, you're bad, you're bad, you know, that can create self-esteem, et cetera, all that good stuff. So, um, so guilt in comparison to shame, you know, guilt causes us to focus our attention on the feelings of others. And like Jessica said, you know, typically accept responsibility. We feel guilty because our actions have affected someone else and we feel, re- you know, we feel responsible. So in a society where we see everything via social media, which I'm still trying to understand, (laughs) um, it is human nature to compare ourselves to others, you know, and this notion creates shame because we compare, you know, their successes to our failures. And it's all fake. It is all fake. And it's like you, people put out there what they want you to see. So they're either going to put it all out there because they are who they are, which I love. And I, I am really, really trying to practice being a more authentic person. But there's also other people, they'll only put out things to like boost them up, happy right. things, which is also fine. If you want to like post all the pictures of all of your happy relationships, and I do, and like all of my good stuff, I do it because I want to share, I want to share that with people on a platform where people are actually seeing what's going on in my life, but it's also nice to feel validated by other right. people. And that's okay. Sure. Yeah. I feel, I feel guilty doing that. Okay. Which is why I don't ever really post. I think that maybe, I don't know. Actually. No. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I think that's what it is. Huh? So I just thought it was because you're really bad at the internet. Maybe that is it. Caitlin goes to her iPhone Safari and she types in google.com in her browser. <laughs> to google things so um so going back to shame so i think you know a good example which we all can relate to most of us um, you know i think the older you get the more you feel guilty about this but um you know a person's out late drinking and you know was reprimanded for coming in late to work right like we've all done it mm-hmm. it's, you feel or you're, you just come in and you you've screwed something up exactly um so an example of shame that a person would feel shamed i'm a loser i can't get it together and then guilt i feel so bad showing up late i've inconvenienced others i think 
you know, depending, obviously guilt comes first, I mm-hmm. think guilt comes first. And then that's where someone can feel shame yeah. or not. Yeah. Well, and I think that depending on it, it also depends on where you work. You know, if you have a job where it's independent, like it makes sense to feel shameful because it's solely it's it, you're the one that's paying. It's a natural consequence. Right. Yeah. But if you work with other people or part of what you do is tied into what other people do, it is. In, I feel incredibly guilty when I realize how many people I've inconvenienced. Yeah. Or even with us, with clients, it's like if there's a mistake with scheduling a session or something comes up and, you know, one of us has to cancel, like often I know that clients will question in their heads like, oh, was I not that much of a priority for them? And I think, you know, at the end of the day, we have so many people and things that we are responsible for and that we have to, it's almost like we're not, that we have to kind of follow through with and Mm -hmm. feel guilty for not always being 100%. Well, and like as a mom, you, it's like something that we've talked about before. And this is this is more a feeling of guilt where you feel like and we'll talk about this later. There's like a few different like types of ways we feel guilt. But one of them is related to feeling like you should have done more and you didn't. Absolutely. And so just to give you a little context, I have a 10 year old son, um, only child, and he's great. He's great. He's wonderful. Super emotionally intelligent. And. I'm a, I'm a hands-off mom, but he's he's involved in everything. But yeah. I just like kind of try to I try to do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. So so there's all kinds of guilt and shame, right. especially when you compare yourselves to the Pinterest moms, right? Who are like they're great DIYing their lives. I mean, it's great. I get lots of ideas. I don't use them, but I get lots of ideas well, to pass on. To there you go. <laughs> we wanted to go through as we were talking and conversing about kind of giving examples of the social norms that we all violate. Um, And these are kind of social norm examples that produce feelings of shame. And these are ones that we do. We hide these things from people because we're concerned about what they're going to think of us. So shame is kind of, it's solely based on how others will perceive us. And these are, we're (laughs) kind of significant because they are, they are a, a, a social norm in our society. Exactly. And Part of my issue with the notion of social norms is that social norms don't evolve as society does. But for some reason, whether it's based in, you know, family tradition or, like I said, learned behaviors, we kind of all just follow accordingly. Religious beliefs, that's a big Mm -hmm. one we see. For sure. One of the biggest social norm examples of shame is not washing hands, which, yes, I wash my hands sometimes, but this is related to not washing your hands after you go to the bathroom. same yeah I, i'm not i'm not like consistent i make tanner do it but i i'm like i'm not consistent. because it's good quote unquote it's good practice yes and like all of his friends wash their hands right you know and i just think i don't have time to go to the bathroom half you know like wash my hands like i can't spare the three seconds you, unless somebody's in the important. bathroom and watching me exactly exactly <laughs> and so when someone's in the bathroom and watching you we wash our hands and there are sometimes if people are in the stall. You have to wash your hands. But sometimes I just turn on the water. I don't even wash my hand. No. Soap? Exactly. No. Who uses soap? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, in one of the first times that Caitlin and I ever spent time together outside of work, like this was two years ago or so, we were at some alumni event for her husband's college, the Cornhusker. 
the Cornhuskers. Cornhuskers. And we both went to the bathroom and we were only, the only two in there. And then we come out of the bathroom and we both like look at each other awkwardly at the sink. And then both, I don't remember who said it first, but one of us, we were like, we're not, I'm not washing my hand. And we were like, neither am I. Yeah. Yep. I mean, That's I just the way it works. I haven't gotten anything yet. Like Me neither. Ebola or anything. Nope. Nope. And there's also different social norms related to men versus women with the bathroom mm. and washing their hands. And we won't get into that really, but I don't, I think it's weird that men don't have to dry the tips of their penis after they go to the bathroom and I, women, it, they have to wipe. I mean, I've seen, I've seen both sides. I've seen a man wipe and a man not. You've seen it? Well, I mean, I've been, in, I've, yes, no, no, I haven't seen it. I've been in the vicinity of knowing that information. Okay, got it. Not sending wedding gifts. And this wedding etiquette in general is like a whole different ball game. But this is specifically related to the wedding etiquette that, you know, we have a, you have a year to send a gift and typically it's something from the registry or a check. Mm. And if I don't know about you, but if I'm not buying it from the registry, getting it sent to them, and I'm not bringing a check, then they're likely not going to get a present. That has nothing to do. And there's probably people that are listening who are just now remembering I didn't give them a wedding present. Same. However, my presence was a gift. It took a lot to get there. Yep. And it doesn't mean I love you any less. It's just laziness. I was your present. Exactly. My presence was your present. <laughs> Our continued friendship. Yeah. I think it really just depends on. I tend the wedding i tend to give gifts for like younger people like right like young cousins or exactly exactly because you know well like everybody you know they need stuff to start their life yeah. in a different way yeah. than someone else would but you're right unless if i bring a if i happen to remember i always forget that's my yeah. problem the, write a check always write a check yeah exactly oh and but what if what if you're not going to the wedding do you still send a gift what if you can't go yeah you send a gift i think that's like because if not then you'll feel guilty yeah and because you're saying not only am I not going to your wedding, I'm not acknowledging it even with a gift. Yeah. And then going back to the check thing, some, I've had this happen. It's really embarrassing. Um, I gave someone a check and they didn't cash it for like ever. And I mean, that was a million years ago. So I was like poor. And well, I mean, it bounced. That should be part of the social norm on the recipient then. They need to they need to deposit their checks in a timely fashion. Otherwise, it's inconveniencing the pe person who kindly gave you some of their money. Exactly, and they want it out of their account. Exactly, take it or I'll spend it. Exactly, that's what happened. Money is there to be used and saved, but also used. Yes. Mm -hmm. Picking your nose. I mean, again, that's just that's one of those things that you should do in private. Yeah, that's really gross. It is gross. Do people do that anymore? I mean, sometimes if you like get something in there i don't know don't you just go like that it depends well for me for a while like whenever i had issues with my nose ring it was yeah. hard to blow my nose or i did have to like get up in there um i don't do it regularly and i do wash my hands if i happen to pick my nose just so it's clear you're lucky that's gross yep um sneaking food into a theater nowadays movies are so expensive and the food that they sell is typically crap so why yeah. not just bring in something delicious right. on your own i'm gonna buy a drink I'm gonna exactly. Buy a I'm going to buy a cocktail. If I'm at the, movies, I'm buying a seat. I'm buying a seat, a cocktail. Let me take in my food. My, right, my full dinner. Exactly. <laughs> when Caitlin and our friend Mel and I went to go see *The Stars Born*, we we for, we we went to 7-Eleven and then we all ordered grilled cheeses from Cheese Teak, and it was in those plastic, really loud containers. In huge bags. Huge bags, and we had cocktails. We were so loud, and like people were like crying, and we were just complaining about how our grilled cheeses were soggy. <laughs> But I didn't really feel shame because I was 
I feel like I have a right to spend that much money and open my food. And everybody does it. Exactly. I think that's the norm now. Right. I, maybe that's why they don't really search bags anymore. Back in the day growing up, they used to always oh, yeah. search bags if you had a big bag. I got my bag searched the other day really? a few months ago, and I was at the movies, and he opened it, and I had candy in there, and I look at him. He's like 12, and I look at him. I'm like, like, yes, I have candy in my purse. And he looked at me. He's like, oh. I'm like, I also have a Yeti. Back off, little man. Good one. <laughs> I'm going to call your mom. Also, why are you working when you're 12? He was maybe 14. Child labor. <laughs> That's not, child labor is not funny. No. FYI. Um, Farting or pooping, that's a bodily function. And it's like, sometimes, like, there have been times, not with me, but, like, I've definitely had a client that's an adult, like, slip out a fart in session. And it's embarrassing for them, but I am also not, I am not fart or poop averse. I am. Yes. I think. Caitlin has actually never pooped. Ever. Ever. So I think it's obviously a gender norm, right? This is because mm-hmm. gen- it's okay for men to do it. But I was, I was raised where you don't say the word fart. And Same. You, and you don't go to the bathroom or you don't talk about it. Okay. So what you're saying is there are times where you might have to go number two. You just wouldn't talk about it. No, I, I'm, I'm different. Oh, you're <laughs> yeah. different. Okay. Um, yeah, we're not allowed to use the F, that F word at home either. We were messing with my mom yesterday for Christmas and <laughs> it's never funny. Oh, side note. Guys, this is so weird. I don't know if you guys know that, like, I think the correct terminology for farting is expelling flatus. Flatus is fart. Another social norm example of shame, not showing up dressed appropriately to an event. Black tie, black tie casual, casual attire. And it's, like, totally, like, everybody, like, this is, like, such a, I'd rather be overdressed. Because I Mm -hmm. think that it's, this is something I have a a problem with all the time. Yeah. Just rather be overdressed, you know, because you don't want to be that person. Correct. Who looks homeless unless it's homeless chic i'd be down with that yep um or also um dressed appropriately for the weather at an event that's a really really hard it is because it's like all bets are off right like you have to wear like you're gonna be cold your feet are gonna hurt and you're gonna be miserable or like what about when you're at at an event and it's the summer and you're sweating it's like everyone gets so embarrassed oh my god internally yeah but like everyone sweats so like I kind of just am like, whatever, guys, I'm sweaty. I'll call it out first. It's just not a good look, though. So you have to, you have to make sure you don't wear that kind of shirt or dress. So that would be literally nothing for me in the <laughs> summer. Well, I don't have that problem often, but I have. I know. I can think of two times lately where you've had sweaty armpits. No, I have not. All right, guys, we'll talk about that when she's not here. <laughs> Knowing how to respond at a funeral. Oh, this is something we have experienced. Mm-hmm. And I felt very, I felt very terrible after I did not do what I should have done. Right. And it, it's hard to know, like, it depends on how you know the person, how many people are there. Like, do you take the time to go up there? Is it okay to laugh if like something, someone says something funny? I think, yeah. And I think it's, it's at the end of the day, I genuinely am like with this kind of stuff. I, I, I don't want to inconvenience, inconvenience the person who's grieving. Right. So I'm like, I don't want them to have to like put a smiley face on for me or like say thank you for coming like they don't need so I just feel I don't know okay that, that makes make sense? sense yeah absolutely and how that person feels then that would be like appropriate guilt because you don't you you care less about how other people think of you you just want to make sure that like they feel okay exactly this is kind of the last one and it's it's this is inc- this kind of shame anxiety or how, whatever you want to call it has increased as I've had more pride in my home but 
I always want my home to be in a state where if anyone stopped by at any particular point in time for any reason, I want my home to like be presentable. Mm-hmm. But everyone's standards of presentable are different. They are. And I think that, you know, go, first of all, before we get in, before I comment on this, pop-ins are not the social norm. Yep. Do not do, not do a pop-in ever to someone's home for this reason alone. Um, but that's another social well, norm. Well, yeah, because a home is someone's safe space. Well, I'm more worried about my house looking clean. Okay. And decorate it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like... So I think that... So it's less about violating them violating your privacy. It's more about what they would think if they saw what, what your place looked like. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, especially as a, as a mom in the neighborhood that I'm in. That's you know, true. There's like always everybody. It's like keeping up with the Joneses. If you're, hey, if you're, a, if you're a West Springfield mom and you're trying to keep up with the Joneses and you don't want to, I will connect you with Caitlin. Bad moms. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... For the last part of this, we're going to kind of talk about, like, the four different causes of guilt. Um, So we've really broken down shame and kind of often when we violate social norms, we do feel feelings of shame because we just feel like others are looking at us and judging us. Kate, take it away. Okay. So the first um, type type of guilt Mm -hmm. Is um, guilt for something that you did and obviously this is the most valid um, you know and it might involve something with um, harming somebody else whether it's physical or psychological pain on any level really Um, you inconvenience somebody like based on that example earlier about showing up to work late or violating your own ethical or moral code such as you know cheating lying stealing etc and I think having this feeling can be considered as potentially positive because it states that you can feel some type of empathy. Like you feel like you've taken, you're, you're holding it accountable. Like you realize that what you've done is wrong. Right. And I think, um, that shows that people, you know, your super ego is Mm -hmm. developed Yeah, and solid. Yeah, for sure. But then people would say, oh, well, you shouldn't have done it if it was going to make you feel guilty. When in fact, that's not true because sometimes we don't have a choice. Exactly. And that's another thing, guys, like with feelings. And I know this this might sound therapist therapisty and mumbo jumbo, but like feelings, it's so valid when people say they can't control their feelings. Like they're part of us. They're fluid. They should flow out of us just like they flow into us. Feelings become stronger when you don't release them. So when, when people say like, I, I can't help but feel this way, like that's very true. Yep, absolutely. So I think some, you know, social norm examples with this are cutting in line. Hate it. That's like a, ne- like never. It's, it's actively rude. It is. I prefer to let somebody who has less groceries in front of me. Than to potentially have that. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm also wondering if they're annoyed that I have more groceries than I'm first. Right. But who, but that's the thing. It's like, it's tech, it's their responsibility. True. Typically to speak up. I think you and I. I would do it, I would offer depending on the vibe of the person, but it's not like an open invitation. Exactly. Littering? Ugh. That's a no. Yeah. Do you litter? Um, no. Okay, good. I've done it, I've done it like very, remember, well, remember the other day I like threw the apple core? Oh, well, that's biodegradable. Yeah. I don't think that matters. I mean, yes, there have been times where I've littered, but I think it's terrible. And when I see people in front, I've seen, like, when people in front of you in a car, like, drop an entire fast food bag (gasps) out of the window, I'm like, you're disgusting. I mean, deep, I feel deep levels of shame for them. Yes. I'm judging those behaviors. Totally. Sorry. Not holding the door for someone. Right. I think, like, I would like to hope, I would like to think in the society today that if someone doesn't hold the door for me, it's because they don't see me. Because that's, like, basic 
basic manners. Yeah. Consideration for others. Yeah. Well, what about, I mean, sometimes, I don't know. I don't even think I feel guilty about this, but it is a social norm that I violate that sometimes that's kind of under the same umbrella is when you're in a rush and you're getting in an elevator and you can see someone that's probably like five Mississippis away. Anywhere from two to five Mississippis. It's like, I don't want to wait. And I do, I press closed door, closed door, closed door. <laughs> really? Only if it's not obvious. But if I can really hear them approaching, or sometimes if they catch it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I pressed the wrong button. Yeah. Oh, elevator. That's shameful are... then. That's, uh, I don't know. Either no. way, it's not good. I mean, I'll justify it, but it's not a kind thing to do. I know that. Well, I think I'm impressed you know where the close button is because it's sometimes they're hard to read. Yeah, because I for I I will try, but I, recently every time I try to do that, it doesn't close when I put my arm in. And I'm afraid it's gonna. I'm afraid of a freak accident. Yeah, because some are that, censored, some yeah, aren't. And I don't know where the open button is, and it's it's too much activity at the same time. So you just I just like stand there, and do nothing, <laughs> dead eyes. <laughs> perfect and then i one more i guess we can talk about i think this is a good one um not giving up a seat right or giving up a not giving up a seat to someone who's elderly pregnant mm-hmm. you know children right well i well kids yeah i guess depending can, on how well behaved they are right if they're like a child that's like look scared i'll give them my seat 100 percent. if they're cute i'll give them my seat just kidding <laughs> <laughs> if they're tantruming i'll give the parent a seat yes um, but I'm not really in places often where I would have to give up my seat. So I think that because it happens so rarely, I yeah would 100% of the time. Right. It's like the metro or the airport. Right. Well, what about if you're in a place where there's only one person between you and another seat, but you're waiting for a friend? It's so awkward. Like if their bag is on the seat. Yeah. And it's like, or if you're standing at a bar and people know like that you're standing there and yes. they don't offer you the seat. That happened... Not too long ago with Nate and I, we were at some Mexican restaurant in Clarendon that had just opened and there was a couple sitting down and then she had an empty seat and she had like this tiny ass purse, like a purse to fit like, I don't pack a gum in. It's one of those stupid, this was $900 and look at my dumb purse. And um, Nate and I were, they, we were standing there and, and we were there for probably 35 minutes and then we finally seats opened up at the end of the end of the bar and then she's like oh do you want my seat and i was like mm, wow no thank you that's so, so gracious that's so funny because i'm i hate it too and but i'm not assertive enough in those situations to like say something but my husband yeah you know you know him you know he has man. such a towering presence and he will like literally literally go if he thinks someone's done he'll go and say are you almost done when are you getting your check and he'll stand there and i'm horrified but like happy right and won't and like will hide, but then come out after he's done. Right, exactly. <laughs> Just hide behind him sideways. <laughs> totally. That's a good one. Um, okay, second kind of second kind of guilt that we experience. So guilt for something that we actually didn't do, but we want to. So you're thinking of doing something that like is against what you believe. So I kind of consider this like when I feel like you know, like Jessica, you just should have done better. Or when you do something, when you're like, when you're not the best version of yourself, like we all have those moments where we just know we should have done better. We could have done better, but because of irritation, stress, life circumstance, Mm -hmm. that it's, it's hard to just proceed as we typically would. Yeah. This one's easy, easier for me because like, I always like to think that I'm doing the best I can. Mm -hmm. I just am like, wow. Yeah, I didn't follow, for example, I didn't follow through on plans. Right. I'm like, yeah, I know I'm an asshole. 
Right. But, and I'm just like, move forward. I'm like, but I had a reason. And that's the thing. It's like, if it's a valid reason, that's fine. Sometimes it's not. And I'll make one up. Well, and I think that also has to do, you know, some of these examples are, you know, not following through on keeping Mm -hmm. plans or making plans. And it's, we create excuses, which just really isn't fair because we do that to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Number one, because we feel bad, like that we're just being crappy. But number two, we don't want to hurt that person. But I would also think that like, if a friend asked me to hang out or if I had to cancel for whatever reason, like I just didn't feel like doing it because of me and I'm tired or whatever, that person shouldn't be offended and I shouldn't have to give them a reason. Right. If they're your friend, they should just understand. Well, and you know what? Very quickly while we're chatting, I'm going to pull up a text from my friend Tiffany because she's one of those people like we don't see each. I have a lot of friends like this, but um, I tried to make plans for her birthday. It didn't work out because life just got too busy. And I just said, you know, basically, I'm sorry. Are you free at all this weekend? And she said, girl, let's catch up in the new year. I know you love me and I love you too. I'll see you when life is less hectic. Don't work too hard. That's perfect. That is perfect. Like, could everybody just be more like that? Where's I want Tiffany as my Tiffany. friend. Tiffany. I mean, that's just like a perfect way to respond. And that I look at that as like Tiffany, she probably, and I'm, I'm not speaking for her, but I feel like a person who says stuff like that is confident in their relationships. Yes. And the people that they have in right. their orbit. And that's right. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I like to feel that for the majority of the people in my life, I have a pretty healthy attachment. Oh, you do. Absolutely. With the way I kind of deal with this, because like it, probably 50% of the time I'm like having to cancel. And I think like it's, you gauge the event too. Is right. it just like a hangout? Okay. Does this person, is this person in crisis? Do they need me? Right. Is it like, have they paid money? Yeah, that's true. You know? I just think you gauge it on like the importance of how yeah. important it is to the other the other person yeah definitely sending a wedding gift i mean it just depends on where you fall on the wedding gift line i feel i mean at the end of the day i don't think someone would be hurt if i didn't send them a gift um because they would know that i wasn't intentionally doing it um ignoring a phone call sometimes i'm just tired of talking and some i think it's okay to like not answer the phone if someone calls if it's an emergency fine sometimes i'll follow up with a text well, I think that I think other people should give us or give pe- the other receiver um, an inf- a, a short text about why they're calling. Like if they really need to talk to you. Yes. Right. Yes, that's true. I would think that if someone really needs to talk to me, they would follow up with a text. I would think oh, you would do a text first before you call. But what if it's like a, like there are some people that are just friends that live somewhere else and maybe they're just driving and want to see if you're available. True. Sometimes I feel that vibe and I want to pick up. But typically, no. it, it's rare that it can happen because yeah. of just life. Mm-hmm. These are kind of funny. Not replacing things in the fridge, like at work or at home. Cleaning the office. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, <laughs> we, I, I sometimes do it. Mm-hmm. But, Jessica, you typically do it most of the time. And that's, I, that's totally personal to me. I don't know. Just seeing things, like walking over the same piece of paper... That's the size of a quarter for three days in a row drives me nuts. And I I was given the, and if it doesn't bother some people, that's totally fine. I wish I knew what that felt like. But it should bother people. It's kind of littering. That's what I would hope. Yes. kind of littering. It's littering in our natural space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just go through like bursts of clean. I'll clean the office sometimes when I'm like in the mood. And you're an organizer. Yeah. I'm more of a trash get rid of her. Yeah. Okay. We compliment each other. Yep. Um, okay. So 
Third one, uh, I think we all experience this, um, is guilt for something you think you did. And obviously this is, this is rooted in anxiety and typically if this is our default, we are, you know, there's some, maybe some issues with self-esteem and self-worth, um, you know, and often based because a lot of interactions are out of our control, you know, we tend to overthink nonverbals. Mm -hmm. If we send somebody a text and they don't text us back, you know, we... or text with okay as opposed to okay ay, right? Or like, um, is there a difference between those two? Some people think that oh. if someone typically writes okay, okay ay, and then after I said something, maybe they said okay, I would be like, wait a second. Like you get used to people's. Some people get used to people's mannerisms. Yeah, that's true. Or exclamation point. Right. Like the tone of things. Yeah. You know, so obviously, and then lack of response. Oh, they don't respond to me. Mm -hmm. They must be mad. Um, and then just like we all have these weird interactions with people mm -hmm. and we walk away being like, hmm, what I'm was confused. that? Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, if you think you did something wrong, you can experience as much guilt as you had actually, as you had, as you had actually committed as if, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the magical belief of jinxing. Oh, I jinxed myself. Karma's going to come get me. Mm -hmm. um, and then having a negative thought you know, thinking you're responsible for something that typically you're not. Right. Um, and like we talked about that with shopping. Right. Exactly. Well, one example is you're at the grocery store and the lady or the cu the customer service individual didn't scan an item or they scanned an item and it was like much cheaper. Right. Than if like a $40 vegetable and it was really, mm -hmm. they gave it to you for five. Right. And that's, there have definitely been times when I've walked away and been like, ugh, is that bad? Did I just jinx myself? But that's, I, it's rooted in like a non-reality. Right. But what does it, I look at it as this way. Who does it impact? Mm -hmm. Really? Like go to Whole Foods, like they, they don't, they're not going to miss that. That's true. Um, that's true. You know, and that's like kind of justification. But you wouldn't like steal from a friend because it's really no different if you think about it. Right. Or even as like therapists. Right. Oh, yeah. When you have to, you know, it's called therapeutic confrontation. But when you have to like identify discrepancy and their thought process and you know that they're going to have a reaction because it's something that they're sensitive about or that it's part of their issue. Um, and, and we go into this sometimes knowing that it might damage the relationship. Yep. And having to like manage those feelings of is it I'm not doing my job if I don't say something. This isn't about meeting my needs it's about meeting their needs yep so if they need to hear it it's our job to say it exactly and it as long as it does doesn't do any harm to the client right. you know and it's for their best interest absolutely right right exactly okay so our last our number four example of kind of why when we feel guilt is kind of guilt that we didn't do enough to help someone and as therapists we experience this a lot and they call that you know compassion fatigue where it's we're constantly caring, but we're also constantly because of that, it's heavy and we're constantly questioning if we're doing a good job and, you know, maybe someone's lost someone like a person that, you know, and not knowing how to support them or care for them and wonder if you haven't heard from them when you've sent them something Were they upset by it. Was it not enough mm -hmm. being feeling if they have a hard time tolerating this sense of guilt or this type of guilt people overcompensate mm -hmm. where they like go above and beyond to kind of try to like erase or fix or, you know, make it seem not so bad. Yep. Um, and then some examples of these are, you know, like, like I said before, giving compassion when someone has experienced something difficult and you mentioned it earlier, like not, not doing more at Tanner school or not being a PTA mom. Oh, absolutely. Like I really, it, it's hard because it's like, 
you know, you feel so guilty and everybody, you know, it takes, it really does take a village. And I've no, I've learned that over the 10 years, it takes a village to raise a child. Um, but like, sometimes I'm like, the amount of stuff they ask you to do is like a lot and I, you just can't do it. So I just like give them the money. Mm-hmm. Like the good thing is like, I don't, I, that's how I overcompensate. Okay. I overcompensate because I do feel guilty because these women who also have full-time jobs are like putting so much into this Yeah. for our kids. And it's amazing. Um, but, but everybody's capacity is different. Totally. And I think that's what, that's part of the problem with social norms because what, what baseline were these social norms built upon? Because not every person has the same protective factors, mm-hmm. same capacity to manage right. or right. tolerate difficulty and adversity. Right. Exactly. And I just like, don't like it, it would be one more, it's like one more person needing me or yes. like, re, like expecting something. So I keep the expectations very, very low. Right. So if I do something, if I show up to something that's like important, you know, that's, that's a, a success. That's a success. Yeah. And I think that's, I feel like as humans, we would feel less shameful and less guilty about things if we set appropriate expectations of ourselves based upon our capacity and who we are, not based upon what other people think and what other people expect. At the end of the day, there's going to have, you're going to have expectations by friends, family, work. um, But a lot of those can be adjusted and managed. Absolutely. And I feelings of guilt and shame come in when people lack some level of Mm self-awareness because I think, you know, as you get older and you have more experiences, like that, like these feelings are completely manageable as you continue to grow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people who are able to look at themselves and be like, huh, why am I responding this way? Why do I feel guilty about this? But that's, you know, that's a lot of work, self, you know, work for yourself. But I think that 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 can help if people are experiencing high levels of these emotions. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is kind of like a perfect transition as, you know, we're closing down this episode is maintaining personal relationships is really, really hard as an adult and it gets more and more difficult over time. And all too often we feel these types of guilty feelings that we're not doing enough to maintain these relationships and we sometimes forget or we know that it's a two-way street but we still expect more from ourselves. I know that Excuse me. Mm, I just I took my own breath away. Um, <laughs> At least you said excuse me. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, I don't know what it was. I'm not sure either. It what it was not an F. Okay, I would leave. <laughs> <laughs> because in the next episode, I'm going to be talking about um, adulting, and I know that we see all these hashtags, adulting, adulting, but almost everything in life is based upon a choice that we have to make or accept and so much of that is just firsts as an adult mm-hmm. in different phases of your life right and i think adulting is so hard when if you're like a lo- single mm-hmm. not single not not i'm not saying like if you had, don't have other people in your life to like a partner yes a double it, house a exactly. double income yeah. yeah like i think that's like so hard yeah um, yeah i completely agree before we say goodbye, I'm going to ask you, is there anything that you've done lately that you're, you were shameful about? Oh, God, I'm sure. <laughs> That's Something like... that was, like, em- embarrassing that you tried to hide? Gosh. Let me think here. Probably I didn't give anything. Tanner had a um, – yeah, this is terrible. I just remembered this. Tanner had a Christmas party, and I didn't do anything for it. Oh, Back to school? Yeah, like, oh, yeah, no, I didn't do anything for it. And I just, like, feel terrible about that. It's because I didn't feel like going to the store. 
It's a cra- it's a crazy season, guys. Did Tanner question it? No. Of course not. He t- he's like, Mommy, don't worry about it. Oh. <laughs> we had so many snacks. Exactly. But, but now it's like now people aren't gonna people are gonna like have low expectations of me, which is good, but I also let then you feel guilty because it's like, hmm, how about you? What have you done lately that's made you feel let me think. Okay. This this was I feel guilty about this. It's not shame, it's actual guilt. So I ordered, I did two separate orders to Target. One was said it was delivered at my building and it was not. So they they considered that lost. So they said, well, you know, we'll submit it. We'll resubmit it, send it to you for free. And then the other order, actually, I was a dum-dum and I just put in the wrong address. It was to her old office address. Oh, yeah. And when I was messaging with this guy, um, the customer service guy at Target, I, I played dumb and I said the package was lost. And I totally lied. And then I feel really bad because when we were chatting, he was like, you know, how was your day? And I was like, pretty good. What about you? And he's like, great, actually, I just got a promotion. And I was like, oh, that's so great. And then I like laid it on thick. I was being genuine, but it was also like rooted in guilt. Exactly. Um, Exactly. And I got the package, resent the package, and a couple of the things were multiples. Anyway, it's so. I mean, well, I where are they? Where are the multiples? I'm going to do a raffle, guys. <laughs> but anyway, to to kind of feel like I had closed the circle on that, I filled out a survey from a Target survey, which I never do, a guest survey, and I put really good comments about him. So that's justified. Yep. You know, your your guilty guilty behavior, your mm-hmm. behavior that made you feel guilty, you yep. turned into something positive. Exactly. Now my karma is intact. Exactly. Great. I just remember one more thing. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Since it's Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, um, so I don't like to buy gifts. I mean, I love buying stuff. Sometimes I get, I just want to buy my own stuff, but I, but I love giving gifts. Right. Um, I kept two, pre- I bought two presents for people and I kept them for myself. It's okay. I've totally done that before. Okay. <laughs> That's totally fine. They didn't know you bought it for them. No. So low expectations. It's a way, it's a way to live. Your, their life, your rules. 100%. Exactly. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for tuning in. And next week, hopefully you'll be back to hear about adulting. Bye. Goodbye.